0: Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast.
1: And we are the Executioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and double wing, triple optioning your eardrums today. <laughs>
0: Did I get it right, Ross? I wonder where that was going. Did I get it right? It sounded I, like I, that. was a double-wing,
1: really triple-option your eardrums today. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we are back from another podcation. We gotta quit. We gotta oh, quit. That was a shorter one, though. Nah, dude. How long? When two was Hawkins? Weeks? When was Hawkins? No,
0: no, we had, um, we had your girlfriend in in between there. <laughs> your your wife to be. <laughs>
1: Let's edit that out.
0: Um, so two weeks ago, I think. Gotcha.
1: Anyway, the brick is open, folks. The brick, the brick is, is open. open. Bands, I was up here last Saturday night for a band.
0: You liked that? I did, yeah. yeah. You seem to be enjoying yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. With
0: with no drinks? No drinks. Man, you're killing it.
1: <laughs> it no, it's killing me. <laughs> I'm not killing it. It's killing me. I sit there and I just, I, I, I look at my watch like, uh, how
0: much longer do I have to stay here? Watching all these people just go up and up with their intoxication and-
1: I did have some candy. I did minutes. have a little candy but bef- candy we
0: love you some candy
1: <laughs> <laughs> not candy but. Watson um
0: anyway so it's going good going good so far so good we're working out some kinks first couple days were rough uh, yeah. we knew it would be and we doubled our staff front and back of the house so you got to get that training in and we didn't have any time with construction to the day we open Right, get training much training in, in there it at Throw them in the fire. Throw them in learn, the fire. Right? Let's go.
1: That's how I learned but, to swim. Why but do you most, swim in I mean, the river? Almost,
0: a, <laughs> almost everybody was pretty patient with it. And uh, now we're rolling pretty well.
1: So. Um, what I don't like. So the staff is all new. The waitress is all new. Okay. okay. I've, been, I've eaten up here several times. You, you know, have. you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The, the waitresses don't know me. Okay. I, I want them to know me. Okay, my name is on that building. Okay, so I I I don't know if you need to pass around a picture. Do you really something.
0: want? Do you really want them to know you, or do you just want your free iced tea? Because well, you need them to know you, so <laughs> they know not to charge you for iced tea. Free
1: iced tea for life. Okay, we got that. Well, it's so not what even about it? the tea. You know, hey, 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 that's 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 the brother's owner. That you, you better be be nice to him, and he gets free iced tea. That's <laughs> what I want. Okay, just a little recognition. Do
0: you want just to be my brother, or do you want? Them to know your name. What do you want? I'll send this text out you right don't now. Don't need to know the note, the Hey, there's well. so I, I'll take that back. There's so many of them. I don't even have their numbers. I don't. <laughs> so you don't know I... <laughs> them, do you?
1: Because you're a big time. You're high roller no. now. You got a manager who's probably <laughs> is probably just doing all the work for you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're doing anything up yeah. here anymore.
0: Just podcasting with you, brother. Just pot, really. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. yes. Podcasting with me. <laughs> I have something to talk about real quick. And and actually, what's
0: can we say one more thing about the brick? I okay. Don't, I don't, how sure badass bug. are those? What's, oh, you're
1: going to give your special for tonight? You're going to do a shameless plug nope, for your nope. special? Nope, no. I no. Mean, how lame. badass ass are those
0: garage doors, though? i love those mm-hmm. monsters. give them some pride.
1: i just we want what i mean what's the temperature when, when can we open them when can we open them i'm not gonna say when, they're bad when, when, hey,
0: when you know us loxes we're cold blooded when it's not too <laughs> cold for us to open them i don't know when that is 80 85
1: <laughs> you got that when, I'm whitey si- blood. when
0: i'm not sitting there freaking shaking <laughs> <laughs> we
1: got that whitey blood in us don't we yes yeah so um Listen, I, I know I'm going to get, I don't want to get on this rant because we, we've been off of well, but have, have this, I got to talk about this masks and kids sports. Okay. Ooh. mask and kids. I watch these and you can't, kids. You can't go to the game. So you watch these games online or you just see pictures and the kids wearing the mask. Okay. Uh, that's ridiculous to me, first of all, but I, I'll go with it. Okay. This is what gets me. Okay. Like you see them, like they're sitting on the bench. But they're in chairs and they're staggered. I'm sorry, they're in, they're in yeah, they're just they, sitting they in regular them chairs. Out, yeah. And the, yeah, they're like a couple feet, like one's up front, then there's one up back, then one up front, and staggered, okay? And then I see these pictures of them like doing homecoming, and then they're all standing like on the gym floor getting the picture, and they're all, like eight feet from each other. Okay. Now we know after homecoming these kids are going out and they're making out in the back seat of someone's car, but as far as getting their picture taken, they're standing eight feet apart with their mask on. I mean this is
0: I- And the same thing with the game. I can get up and guard you. But me and my teammate have to sit on the bench, separate.
1: <laughs> it, it, and what I'm getting, and, and for all the, the Karens out there, we know Corona, the COVID is something. We get it. We get it. But this, the, the things they're doing like that, that's just eye candy. eye
0: candy. It doesn't
1: make any sense. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, it's absurd.
0: So you actually logged on your online watch in high school sports?
1: I the CM girls basketball team, bud. Man. I watch them. Actually, I don't. Somebody goes live. I don't. I don't get on like. Oh, the, I, whatever see. That thing I see. Is. But yeah, someone goes live. That's my girls, bud.
0: That's my girls. They support you. You support them. I man. do. I didn't I do. see this. I didn't see you sitting down on Facebook watching games, but... <laughs> When you go to all the games, I'm, that's one thing. But sitting I'm sitting there at computer. home. I'm eating
1: my ice cream sandwiches. I'm petting my one-eyed dog. I'm watching CM CM girls basketball. Okay, all right.
0: And before we introduce our guest here, real quick, what what's uh? Are we ever going to introduce? He's like, did he sit like, am I going to ta- get to talk? What am hard, I doing? It's here? hard to get you to stop. <laughs> wait, wait but. To get him going. <laughs> What's what's up with the with the new building? Anything? Any, any progress? Getting close. Not ready to announce yet. Not
1: ready to announce.
0: Are you gonna announce once you sign the lease? Then can we get you to do it? Yeah. Okay, yes, okay. yes. Yes. But you think you know where you're going?
1: I do think I know where I'm going. Yes, and I'm I'm excited. I'm su I'm super nervous. I mean, it's you know the the build out cost and things like that. But
0: do you have any other buildings that you're gonna go look at before? I don't think no. You think you're done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's about getting the logistics done, making sure you can now get a, that right price. What's up? Now What's it's way- about
1: me going out in my backyard, digging up jar, court jars <laughs> full of $5 bills and, and paying <laughs> paying for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know, the building and, you're eyeing without saying. I mean, you have to it's it's not, well, you're yeah. going to have to do all the renovations that you want to the building. Correct. The, that- the
1: rent is great. I'm leasing again. The, the rent is great, the space is great. Uh, everything about it is terrific the parking is great it's right off 255 I, I could go in there right now and you know how we do things we could we could start our workouts yeah. now but i mean there's just things you have to do, electrical and things you know the city is making you do and things like that so that the build-out cost is like i it every time I, it keeps me up at night I'm yeah. not gonna lie so
0: but so does- how serious did you get into uh buying something or building
1: um, you know, people said, do you want to rent? Do you want to buy? It's like, it really just depended on the space. Yeah. You know, it's, in a lot of things, a lot of things I saw I'd buy, it would be, you know, decent cost, but then the money had to put everything I saw, everything I looked at, the money I put into it. Then when I was done with it, you know, like, what are you going to do with it? And a lot of it, a lot of the other spaces I looked at, I would have to change the way I do business. Yeah, They all, they all felt like lateral moves. We or don't maybe, know lateral no lateral moves. No, I didn't, you know, I'd. I didn't want to. I don't. I don't want people to come there and say, "Oh, okay, we we moved to a new place." Yeah. I wanted to be, like, excited and pumped.
0: And, and then I, you saw yeah. what I did, and you, I mean, you, yeah, you yeah, just like made a like, lateral move <laughs> after that. <laughs> right. All so. right. Let's 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 get into our guest. I'll, yeah. I'll let you do the honors.
1: Okay. A uh, guy I've known for a long time, comes from where we come from, our roots up in Calhoun County. Uh, he, you know, it feels like he was, like, a city boy, because, like, the town he lived in had, like, 1,100 people and the town. He's a hardened we, boy. Yeah. In the town we grew up in, had 400 people. So, that I mean, it was three times bigger so it felt felt like he was uh felt like he was a city boy so uh mr j d lorton what's up brother not much
2: guys uh one thing i can say is that uh, the old drill sergeant marge and whitey have got to be proud of their four boys after <laughs> what i just came through and see that what ross did uh, your place looks amazing man
0: thanks dude i
1: appreciate that Can I, you know, we try to get sort of like, I just kind of notice it. We kind of get like achievers on here. People have achieved, people Mm -hmm. have done things, people are doing things. You know what I'm saying? You know what I've noticed is everybody, guests that we have on are always on time, or actually early, every time. Don't you like that? Yeah. I'm early everywhere. You're early. And every time, like, JD is like 15 minutes. I love that. I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but
0: it just. Because, I mean, I I think it says something for people who achieve stuff. I mean, it's usually just one of those things they just follow. I mean, if you're if you're if you're on time, you're late kind of type thing. And he's been a coach forever. And that's kind of how it got instilled with me: coaches and then coaching and right. You, know. Practice what you, you always preach. give me shit about being late, but I'm not late. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, you like to let me get everything set up in here. Oh, and you come in. So JD, you should have seen this place before. This trash, was trashed yeah this looks good in here right now <laughs> i had everything as quick as i could move everything it's <laughs> cleaner in my office <laughs> so jd grew don't up in, don't open that door
1: grew up in calhoun county harden illinois we talked uh touched on a little bit uh three siblings right yes two two <laughs> you think counting them yeah. i always you know i always felt like you guys had like 10 siblings because you guys were always close in age you guys are close in age and so it felt like there was just a, like a ton of you, you know,
2: you are correct. And my mom probably fed half the kids and, you know, in Hardin right. you know, for games and everything. So we always
1: had a house full. Right, right. The, everybody was at the Lorton's and, and the way I kind of met JD and the Lorton family is when our parents were getting divorced or separated, we moved to Harden for a little bit and rented a little, little house down the street from them. And that's, and and Ty was Ty and JD was the same age. they would come. All the kids from the neighborhood would come to our backyard, and they would play football. And I was all time quarterback. <laughs> and, like just watching these kids smear each other.
0: <laughs> Did you run? Were you Randall Cunningham? No, Back no, day, I'm just you not taking off running. No,
1: I was uh, I was too big at that point. Just okay. like <laughs> <laughs> So what was it? Tell tell us a little bit about growing up. You know what? You know you kind of come from an ultra entrepreneur type family.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel very, very fortunate to have the parents and the grandparents I had. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, they've, uh, you know, they've always went out and been able to take chances. You know, and, you know, mom and dad are, you know, have plan A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been through a lot of, ad, you know, adversity, but uh, you know, what they have down there in Grafton now with the Aries Resort Organization, and it's you know it's just great to be part of
0: it yeah what what did uh what your grandparents do I mean I think everybody most people listening is gonna know your parents and we'll touch base on that a lot but what did your grandparents do well
2: my father and my grandfather George had a construction business for about 40 years together actually it was Todd's first job with Grandpa George <laughs>
1: I got I have that in my stories <laughs> <Yeah>. to tell
2: <laughs> and uh, you know they he got sick with cancer um, you know they had a lot of guys working for him so We, you know, my parents, so that he wasn't so busy, he got into the hog business, you know, the agricultural side. We had a farm, and my my mother's parents that were there, that's what they did. And uh, that's what we did till I graduated high school. Lordens don't work for nobody,
1: they work for (laughs) themselves. (laughs) A whole family. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I know I'm talking a lot here, but so real quick so we mentioned his grandfather, George. Um, so, you know, Sergeant Margaret, she cleaned houses, you know, like up in in Calhoun and she used to clean, uh, for his grandfather, George, big George, uh, clean their house. I think he has had a cabin. They had a cabin too. So mom would clean, would clean for them. And, you know, that was about the time our parents were getting divorced and there was a financial thing or whatever. So mom, you know, asked George, Hey, I have, you know, my oldest son, do you have any work that he could do? You know? And so I would go there like once or twice a week and I would work I would do work for him like on a Saturday I would get there at 8am and work I would do 8 hours or whatever yeah and I would like he he had a real nice Cadillac yeah he would, and I would like wash and wax the cattle. I, I haven't washed, I haven't waxed a car since then.
0: Or before then.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Oh, dude, he had to teach me that. Believe me. And so I would go there. I would mow like, they had this giant lot like behind his house there, Cause they, they lived right across from the high school. Giant lot. So I would go there and mow like on Saturdays or some, some Fridays and stuff like during the summer. Um just mow, and then his it, they had like it was electrical business too right yeah and his his grandpa had this old this old white beat up van he would and every once in a while i get to go run he would take me around like running errands and things like that and so um so i his i remember one time so and he paid me 40 dollars a day so i was making i would make like i do eight hours and he would pay me 40 dollars. okay yeah. so i remember one time when. We, we went in the house. I don't know why we came in the house, but it was like towards the end of my shift or whatever. It was like 3.30 or something like that. And so... His grandfather like was Southern Comfort, wasn't it? If I remember yes. correctly. He liked Southern Comfort. So we go in and we sit in these chairs like in their living room and it was like kind of a his and hers. Like one was like like you ever see the art all in the family, Archie Bunker and Edith. Like I was sitting in one chair. I I was sitting in the in his probably in the wife's chair, and then he was sitting there and he's sitting there and he's playing like I think it was a big band some big band music. You know what I'm saying? Big band. Yeah. I don't think it was classic. I think it was big band. Yeah, he was a big band guy. He liked that. And we were just sitting there and it was like chilling, like it was on a Friday. He's drinking Southern Comfort, listening to Big Band music music and like you know and, and big george he starts falling asleep so he falls asleep and so i'm just sitting there you know i don't get how many southern like, comfort I and i had the clock mo- early well and i had football <laughs> so I right after that like four like and the the high school was right across basically across this field and so i would just walk there so i'm sitting there and i'm like i don't know what to do you know it's it, this big band music's playing he's he's out so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and you know just head on. I mean, it was only like, I had like 15 more minutes till the end of my shift shift. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and sneak. I go out and I kind of close the door quietly behind me. And I get about two steps from the door and old big George comes out. He's like, Hey, Hey, I haven't, I haven't paid you. I haven't paid you yet. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just going to get it later. I, you know, I was going to go ahead and go on a football early. So then he pays me. (laughs) He gives me (laughs) thirty-seven (laughs) fifty. But you know what that that taught me and and I'm telling that story, and that was back when i was i was a I was probably thirteen or fourteen. I yeah. was I couldn't drive. i was I think it was my freshman freshman and and i I'm telling that story, and we're laughing it, but it did teach me a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like, hey, you didn't put in the time. you're not getting paid for what you didn't do. I, if yeah. I would have sat there until even though we didn't do anything, if I would have sat there, sat there until yeah. the time I was supposed to. I'd have got what I, you know, the More full like amount. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I left 15 minutes early and he took that 15 <laughs> minutes off. <laughs> so I, I loved it. Too. And I would be out there mowing and like the ballman boys, they would like, I would be out there mowing the front grass and these, they would all be like, and loaded up, there'd be like 10 of them in a truck and half of them. then it put, Hey, what's the Lord paying you about 50 cents an hour? <laughs> and they would all drive off <laughs> like those bastards. <laughs>
0: Great story about Grandpa George, but what about JD? How did the family include you when you were how How young were you when you started working for the family businesses?
2: Well, you know, I probably went into business with my parents when I was seventeen or eighteen. You know, I bought my first house.
1: No, what did you like take him back? I mean, were you always like were you working on the farm? Well, yeah, working, construct. I, like I, how I, early did you start doing oh, that? Oh
2: shoot, you know what? Probably I was old enough to walk. Yeah, you know, I was the oldest. I was the oldest sibling, mm-hmm. or their oldest child. And, um, you know, dad, he always put a lot of responsibility on me, no matter what we were in, you know, if it right. was, you know, construction, the hog business, you know, the hotels, whatever, you know, so I, from a young age, I had a lot of responsibility and, uh, you know, I loved going in, when I went, went into coaching, you know, that made it so much easier because you were used to leading, you know, yeah. you know, they're from a little guy on, I was part of his you know his crew or his workers, you know, he always put me in leadership roles, so that's kind of how I got it.
1: Now, Ross, he's a state champion. This guy,
0: we love state champions <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we here <do>. at they <laughs> live. We love state <laughs> Are champions. You a state champion, Ross? I am not even close <laughs> to being a state champion. No, well, I'm one not... time, one time my junior year. Mm-hmm. I got fourth in state in a three-point contest. That's pretty good. I mean, so. Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> I My senior, I got the Attitude and Leadership Award. <laughs> <laughs> so, football, like, they they got my friend, your friend, kind of a guy we, we we talk about as the godfather. They bring this head football coach up to Little Calhoun County, okay, up there. Rick Johns. Shout out to Rick Johns. Um, they bring him up there, and he just kind of breathes fresh air into calhoun football up there and and like when we talk about calhoun people that don't know i mean it's just this it's a little bitty rural county in in illinois and smallest the biggest town 1100 and the smallest is 14 probably but he comes in there and breathes fresh air into that program right
2: yeah he uh you had him as an art teacher when you're in grade school Mm -hmm. yep it was probably one of the most unique situations for a you know a new head coach young head coach he was 24 years old when he took it over I didn't but when he he came from Belleville but was what was so intriguing to him he got to see every kid in the district you know being because he was an art teacher that traveled you know so he uh, meet the high school yeah. Mean, yeah and he'd go to the Hardin grade school the Kansasville grade school so he got to see all these kids well
0: You get to start brainwashing them early. You get to start recruiting at an (laughs) early
2: age. And he had, you know, that's what he did. He just just told them how good they could be and what they could be. Gave them, you know, a vision. And, I mean, I remember him telling us in sixth grade we are going to be state champions, and we believed him. That's
0: unbelievable.
1: And and I can back up what he said, even though, you know, I'm quite a bit older than J.D. I remember, like, he would do the recess. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would, you know, have to supervise recess. And he'd come out there, and he'd get you playing tackle. We're playing tackle football. And he's out there like, rah, rah. And this is where, I am mean, I'm fourth grade, third grade, something like that. Yeah. And he's like... And you're seeing him, he's kind of a big dude, sort of larger than life, and you knew he was the head football coach, and he came from what we thought was the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, yeah, he would get just get you excited. That, that's a, I, love, I and, forgot and, about that. And, you know,
2: he, you know, every town goes or school or community kind of goes through cycles. They were in a cycle of, uh, you know, kids were, it was more important to party. You know, kids weren't going to, four-year universities or trade schools you know they were you know it was just that time mm-hmm and uh, first year he he came in there you know he had a lot of talent that never had been developed so he knew that it was gonna be rough but his second year he had to kick off six starters for smoking dope yeah set the tone they were t- they were three and zero, and he had to kick off six starters and he did that to set a precedence you know this is what you're going to do you're going to be you know you don't have to be the smartest you don't have to but you're going to be a good human being you're going to do the right things and you're going to better yourself when you leave here
1: and, and you know being in a blue collar area like that a rural area like that that i mean that sends a message out to the you know the guy because we always think of the smaller areas having just higher morals and ethics and things like that and one they showed him like he was no nonsense too like you know you know what weed was probably thought of back then yeah. that was like probably the early eighties right yeah, yeah I think it was, I mean yeah. the, the damn hippies you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, he's yeah. he's not gonna put yeah. up with no hippies on the team you know what I'm saying <laughs> and so that probably got the, the county just rallied behind him well they that. he kicked off a
2: couple school board members kids Ooh. and they were going they were going wanted to reinstate him mm-hmm. you know he walked in with his resignation letter and coat and you know Mr Ringhausen the superintendent you know, went into closed sessions and told them we are not firing our head football coach that is doing these great things for kids. And he went to bat for him. Right. And
0: so the school board members, the parents, they wanted,
2: they they wanted to, 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 they wanted him out. They wanted him out. But then, uh, you know how, how that thing transpired, the, they seen that it was the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what, you know, changed the whole direction of the program Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, you know, the high school community.
0: Um, hey, I got two Calhoun football players with me. How did the How did the Mohawk thing start, and when did it start? I mean, because when I was a kid, even when I moved down to Bethalto, uh-huh. I'm still shaving mohawks into my head. When I was still in Bethalto, <laughs> no one else was doing it, and I didn't understand I was different with it. I just, I just knew all my little buddies up that, in Calhoun. We, we, we did you, the mohawk. You took that mohawk a long ways, <laughs> yes, too. I did. A, I did you but know, I mean, I just remember. I mean, all the older kids in Calhoun just having the mohawk. Yeah. You know, he wanted to be them. He shaved I, the mohawk and.
1: My senior year, I, I was at Bethalto.
0: Yeah. I had a mohawk. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. How did that come about? And I, anybody that doesn't know, Calhoun football players are famous for the Mohawk.
2: Yeah, and I would have to say it was probably their first semifinal run in '85. You know, kids kind of had mop hair, you know, it was kind of longer than, you know, one guy got it, another guy got it, and the next thing you know, they're walking around looking like, uh, last of the mohicans with a big beard and a mohawk you know
0: is it it still a thing today with the kids yeah
2: i
1: just saw someone someone post on on facebook the other day because football started like all right we shaved and shaved his head (laughs) dyed it black put his had his number in the side yes um
2: we we have a son or me and my wife have a, a senior and a freshman and that's what they did they all got mohawks and then dyed them black and you were talking about that's ike myers boy
1: Ike, yes yeah i saw that because he, he yeah.
2: wouldn't uh he wouldn't let the boys do it he had to have dad his dad do it <laughs>
0: um <laughs> that you know, tradition can never die yeah that is great
1: um i remember so one thing i remember going back to coach john's is so my freshman year there at calhoun he brings this like i first of all i go around and i seen like a lot of what high schools do in their lifting programs now and This is going back many, many years. He was doing better things in his lifting program back then with hardly any equipment than I see most high school football programs doing now in weightlifting. And I'm not even joking. I'm saying I take a lot of what I do yeah. from what he did. So I remember one time he brings in some dude, and this, I just, this is probably before your time, JD. He brings in some dude from this Bigger, Faster, Stronger program. And this guy, I don't know, this guy was Russian or something. He wasn't very tall. He was like six foot. He could slam dunk a basketball. and But he was big, a big dude. And like... And so they started like plymetrics there. Like that was, man, like I said, my freshman year. He's doing like doing plymetrics. And like, you don't, and, and that was just way ahead of his time, yeah. and got people to buy into it. He had like a leaderboard for lifting. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, the top people's name who had the highest bench press, the highest squat, that you know who could you know the broad jump, and just things like that. And and it wasn't just like static lifting, sitting there and you know doing curls. I mean, he had us out like on the we're you know we're doing jumps, boom boom boom, up the bleachers, and doing sprints, and just these all these like one footed bounds and things like that. I don't see a lot of people doing these days so he was ahead of and i tell this people a lot i go i don't know a lot about x's and o's with football you know what i'm saying i don't know if rick johns was that good at it but i can tell you this he knew how to make someone want to run through a wall for them and he knew how to get them excited about programs and to start things like that weightlifting program he yeah. did, you know so I, I, kudos to him i think you know his biggest attribute
2: i'll be quite honest with you he's One of my mentors, you know, one guy that has taught me so much about coaching, but he might, I don't think he's the best X and O guy, Mm -hmm. but the things that he does in the off season to make you compete against each other and get the mindset that you have to have. I mean, there's very few people that can do that. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many of those big hills you ever ran in your life.
1: Yeah. I remember coming from when I moved because I moved the middle of my sophomore year after we went to the state we went to the state championship my sophomore year uh, and they got runner up and so I moved the day after that. The day after that, I moved in. Sergeant
0: Margaret called. Yes. I'm coming to get you.
1: <laughs> I tried not to. She called the sheriff. Anyways, that, that's a story for another podcast. Canceled all my classes. Anyway, so I remember like leaving, leaving Little Calhoun County where this, the size of the high school was the size of one class in Bethalto. And I remember yeah. like, oh man, I'm going down to the city. It's going to be, football is going to be so hard down there. I mean, they're going to, I can't even, I, I know what we did up here in this little podunk town. I can imagine what they're going to do down there. And I went down to like the football practices and it was, they were so like, it was nothing compared <laughs> to like practices up there. Nothing. The hitting, like up there, we just beat the crap out of each other every time, every, mm. all, every day, you know? And it was just, it was so much easier down here, which was, was so surprising to me.
0: Going back to being a state champion, was that your senior year? Mm-hmm. Give us give us a little re- rerun on that. Was your junior year? Was it a buildup where you guys did you guys come in your senior year like ranked in state? I mean, yeah, was your we, junior year where we you guys had, really good? And-
2: we had had a lot of success, you know from you know from my sophomore to senior year, we were in the semis every year of the state championship, and then you know we just had a great group of juniors and seniors, because my brother's team, they won back-to-back. Mm-hmm. and But they, we just had such a talented group. I mean, our, we, our second O-line, would have all of them would have started anywhere else in the conference. Wow. Big old corn fed. You know, <laughs> and they, the practices were so hard. That's what coach made them. Yeah. He made them, you win between Monday and Thursday. <laughs> that's how you win. And he just set the tone like that.
0: So your your junior year, you guys were in the state championship as well. No, we
2: were in the semis. The semis. We lost Arcola, who was the state so you, champion.
0: You got fourth. Well, that, I mean, is that? Yeah.
2: you were in it, final it, four. final four. Yeah. yeah, they don't play for that. No, what you, you know, get a cutting yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, he thinks he got final. second because the team that beat him <laughs> got first. <laughs> no, I like that mindset. No, I mean, what? As Coach Johns would always say, if we lost a semi-final game, he goes because he had been in so many of them he goes i am sick of getting cutting boards cutting gentlemen boards. Gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen we want we want the gold man we do not want another he's calling, cutting. Board. he's calling his final four mm. plaque
1: A cutting board. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even get, i didn't catch that i was just sitting, like, trying to pretend to laugh like i caught the joke yeah. but, huh
2: that's awesome i mean that's what he told us after the game on the field yeah we will he's, not bring home another cutting board boys
1: huh um, so what, 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 what did that, what life lesson, what did you, what did that teach you? Like being a state champion, what, like what, what did that, how did you carry that over to business? Well, I think the biggest thing was who coach surround
2: us with as coaches. Mm-hmm. We had a great staff, you know, had, there was 56 kids on the whole football team. We had nine coaches, you know, mm-hmm. we, everything was individualized. Everything was accountable, you know? So you learned how you know how structure had to be what what was expected from you what you're responsible for and then you know growing up in the family i did with you know my parents being you know you better get you got to get after get your shit done yeah you know you gotta work hard you know it was very to be honest it was very easy for us because we just like you know todd said we'd be up in his backyard playing tackle football when we were fifth sixth grade we, we did that from the time we were in kindergarten.
1: And we had full and guys had full pads. Yes, yeah. everybody had. They had full. <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously, they had full pads. You know, Coach Johns, when they would get new equipment, and it probably you, you did this today. You probably he would give it away. Yeah, he would give it away the to old kids. Stuff. Yes, he gave he gave uh, our family, our my mom like twenty sets of them, and that's why we were always playing them because we had we yeah. had full sets of shoulder pads and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Coach holsty, the yeah. real, you know, the real. You know he's in the hall of fame but that was the guy that did everything for kids he would take you up there in that top and you could pick out a helmet you could pick out a shoulder pads and you know, that, go would to get, chi- that would get you fired today yeah go to <laughs> chipper's lot and beat the shit out of each other I mean, that's what you did
1: <laughs> and you know i think a lot of those coaches went on to be head coaches didn't oh, they
2: oh um off that staff there's four hall of famers wow yeah rick johns jim holstie kirk Brandenburg, and scott hamilton
1: Iron sharpens iron. You want to hear another great stat, Ross? And I don't even know it, but I guarantee it's going to be hard. how many people on that state championship team went on to coach football?
2: To coach football? Yes. Probably a dozen. There was five head coaches off that team. Wow.
1: Five, five head coaches, yes.
0: and then probably yeah.
2: Wow. But I mean, there's a lot of guys that were assistants, and you know, right.
0: worked with us. Exactly. And yeah. so you, you went you went to school, and did, you became a teacher. Yeah, I got a teaching degree. Teaching degree. And then you were the head coach up at North Mac? Yeah. And then so you decided, because a lot of what like what you're saying about Coach Johns is kind of, I guess, what, when Elmore got the job at Calhoun now, you guys probably all, I mean, you moved back to be part of it, kind of. Um, I'm sure not your main reason, but when you guys started seeing to put all the pieces in place that Johns was doing, the right people, Mm -hmm. the right coaches. We
2: moved back because of our daughter, Sophie. She was a good athlete and Carrie had taken her to uh took her to a holiday tournament to play she was playing Collinsville or Calhoun was playing Collinsville and Calhoun beat Collinsville by 30 and what? Sophie's like these girls are really good. <laughs> she was in 8th grade. Yeah. And, and then she played in five state finals, <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. It was you know I mean so that was kind of the reason. Yeah. Um she wanted to do it in DJ. Um you know hell I was trying to get closer back to help my parents, you
0: know. We just happened to be in Calhoun after that. So so a lot of it went went to getting your daughter into the program. Mm-hmm. Not more you getting into the family business and getting closer. Well, no, no,
2: no. It was more to get in the family business but yeah. where to live. You know, we had moved several oh, times gotcha. because of different coaching positions, different teaching positions, and we just sat down with them and asked them, mm-hmm. "You want to, you know, I had a, applied for the Alton football job yeah not that I wanted it I just wanted to get closer mm-hmm. understandable and you know I said hey you guys want to live in Alton you want to live in Grafton you want to live in Jerseyville you want to live in Hardin yeah and the two older ones want to go to Calhoun you yeah. know so yeah, we're there it's we started a JFL program we got just a little feeder program coming up through it so I mean if
0: you know it's gonna
2: it's gonna pay off the kids are They're going to have success.
0: Is that your main role with the staff right now? Are you the JFL? I run the JFL,
2: but I also coach the quarterbacks at the high school. So we just set practice to where I do the offense and then go to the JFL. Gotcha.
1: Did you play? You played in college, a little Mm -hmm. in college. Yeah. Where did you go to school?
2: I went to Illinois College. Uh huh. That's where I met my wife. You play all four years hey, there. Hey, can we? Are
1: we gonna? Are we just gonna skip the fact that JD brought his wife? with I was him?
0: gonna let you bring it up because I thought you'd have a better little <laughs> segue into it. Yeah, okay, I'm
1: just 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 want to point out we're not gonna ignore the fact that JD brought his wife.
0: No, okay. JD's wife is sitting over here in the corner, just <laughs> laughing at us three morons. And
2: now there is a connection here. Okay. Carrie was Ross's wife Don's basketball and volleyball coach and track coach in high school.
1: Well, that's who we should be interviewing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and they uh, they have a good you know they have a good relationship so they were yeah. gonna come down and visit.
1: But uh, well, I think it's cute. I think it's so <laughs> I think it's so cute, Ross. If I if I had a wife, I'd bring her to every podcast. Yeah you know I'm that? sure you
0: would <laughs> we would we wouldn't even meet your wife if you had a wife. You might have a wife.
1: <laughs> um so after that, we go, in, go into teaching. Um, so you're out of teaching now, mm-hmm. okay? And so now we've kind, of, we'll kind of kind of get into people that don't know. Uh, family owns Aries mm-hmm. up in Grafton. Yes. So I've heard a story. Now, I'll tell me this through that that now Aries is a, is a for people who don't know, it's a, it's a winery uh, that's located up in Grafton, Illinois. It's sort of up in the. We, Consider up in the bluffs, looks out over the Mississippi River. It's, it's an amazing place, Ross. It's in my top – top. I, I love – We love it. I'll tell you, my favorite things in the whole world to do is go hiking up at Marquette on a Saturday afternoon and then get to Aries about 3 o'clock, get a spot outside when there's a live band and have a big, giant blue moon sitting in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is a day right there. Yes. But now, so Aries – now, is this true that your parents, it was actually their house at one time? Yeah. And what, what didn't look like it did now is more no. of a rundown yeah. sort of cabin, right?
2: The, the cottage itself was was nice, but that was the only thing that was up there. Mm-hmm. And there, we had 246 acres. And, and they're just
1: plopped down <laughs> right on the uh, edge. So, of the... Yeah.
2: Say that at how many acres? 246 acres. <laughs> so, Dad, you know, we put the first zip line to stay of Illinois in there. We put the Sky Tour. It's an aerial lift you know we have 60 rooms up there
1: and you know so so and we're, i'm backing you up i'm back you want to jump ahead we're backing him up ross okay, i'm, take, yeah. I'm okay. taking control of jd Got a boy here. so they they're living in this cottage mm-hmm. which now becomes the which is now the aries winery so when they moved into that cottage was that their plan hey we're going to turn this into the best view in the midwest was that their plan they're just hey we want to live here and then what how did that how did it come about no. that they own grafton
2: The whole, the whole, the whole purpose for purchasing that property was to put hotel rooms on, because we had the Rubel Hotel downtown, Mm -hmm. and there was only twenty-two rooms there, so we needed to expand so we could, you know, have more overnight guests.
1: And when you say Rubel Hotel, people that know know anything about Grafton, they're picturing a different hotel than (laughs) what the Rubel Hotel is.
0: And I want to back up even farther. How did did your parents, I want to start from the get-go, how did your parents get involved in Grafton in the first place? Well, my dad
2: built a lot of uh, small commercial stuff, banks, you know, Dairy Queens, things of that nature, and he built the Jersey State Bank in Grafton. Okay. So he knew the traffic count, he knew how many people were going through there. He tried to buy that building in like 84, 85. What building? The rubel hotel okay before it was dilapidated and then he had to really go in there and redo everything
0: so that was their that was their first place there the Mm -hmm. hotel Mm -hmm. okay but he had
2: he had you know built these things you know the whole deal is location 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 how many people come by Yeah. you know so he knew that he knew
0: that stuff so so they went from the hotel let's, let's get all this real quick okay so from the hotel they then bought then they bought the Aries property. Aries property. They yeah. moved in up there, mm-hmm. and then from there, I mean, I don't think they just started going with Aries, didn't they? Purchase some other bars or things.
2: Well, we they, you know, we had purchased some things downtown, you know, and like for example, when I came back, we helped out uh, Bill Strang. You know, he was Dad's lawyer. He had the Piasol Pub, and you know, he he was just going to close it. Yeah. Well, we did so many weddings and events up there that we used the pub as the late night spot and we would shuttle people back and forth and was like no way can this you know have the pub closed the bar across the street you know at that time they're just there's things closing in Grafton so that's when we got involved to try to help it and then we did and Bill got it sold and you know everything went from there gotcha
1: well you're like you staring me well, down well, i'm sorry well, but... no you, you jumped in i, don't I didn't to... know the story that much like you i wanted to know <laughs> well, where it I don't started that's so... i know that's where i was going so
0: todd was staring me down i
1: was uh, just admiring your pretty eyes <laughs> i want to punch um so they like get the cottage so then how how did it turn into how did that turn into well
2: it turned into aries because of the malkins family from porty jesu they were very influential in putting the grafton Ferry in and they were friends with my parents. And Carla was semi-retired and wanted to have a weekend winery, you know, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. So turned that cottage into the winery and they called it Aries because if you know, all the eagle um, fraternal organization, they have an Aries number. So what it is is the flight path or nesting place of eagles. Interesting. So it fits in, you know, with you know all the eagles down there in that area so we just kept the name
1: so did did they live in it as they were building it or
2: no no they leased out that building to the Malkinses and they ran a, you know a 3 day you know a 3 day a week winery up there on the weekends
1: ah
0: what year was this that Aries actually uh, i think it was established
2: two, um i think the Malkins opened it in 2002 okay. then mom and dad took it you know took it back over and turned everything what it is in today from at 2007
1: um so the, yeah when did your parents take over
2: um they took the aries over in 2007 and then you know put up the terrace and all the okay, other stuff that's you. up there gotcha how, how many rooms do you guys have up there now on top of the hill 43 and then we have some down in our main office above and then we have the deck
0: house which right around 60 rooms that we have so me and don went up there for our anniversary a couple of years ago mm-hmm. Um, we stayed down below, probably the best day I've ever had in Grafton. So we come up, we take the, what do you call the lift? The Sky Tour Grafton Sky yeah. Tour. So we take that up. We park downstairs, check into the, to our room, take it up. We're coming up. These two are there. <clears throat> Get off. They got drinks for us. And we didn't know what to expect. If it was just, they were going to sit with us for a little bit. We ended up getting a table. The four of us sit there all day. We eat drinks. And then we just... Blew up, Grafton. We jumped all <laughs> around the four Man, it was it was it was definitely the best time that I've had in Grafton. It, it was awesome, but man, the whole the whole day, the staying there, and then you know you get done from the bar, you, you go right back to your spot. It's just so convenient, mm-hmm. and so. So I'm going to do that shit again. this summer. <laughs> <laughs> And so, for all you that haven't done it, you guys got to do it. So, Go up there, get a room and enjoy the day.
1: And now we're speaking of this, what he's calling the sky tour. It's a, it's a freaking gondola. This it's is a gondola. It's a ski lift. Like you, so some of them are just open. Right. And I, I'm embarrassed. I haven't ridden it yet. I have not been on it yet, but maybe tomorrow. Um, so it's open. You have some, so we, some that are open, like have, a ski lift, right? Yeah. Just we, have,
2: like, we have 60 open air chairs and they're in cluster of 15 and in between that we have clusters of three gondola cabins so there's 12 gondola cabins and uh we could move about 500 people an hour the one that's closest <laughs> sounds pretty good the one yeah. the one that's closest to us is the and the same thing as anakista in
0: Gatlinburg, tennessee so the, how, how did that come about who who had the vision for that how, how did the idea even spark yeah well it was my dad's he
2: went out to uh Glendale Springs, Colorado, and they had a little family adventure park and it was just small. I mean they didn't they didn't have on top of the hill what we have Aries. Yeah. They didn't have rooms, they didn't have entertainment. They just had a place you went up to and they, you know, had like just carny games that you played, <laughs> uh-huh. then this thing just spiraled. But he went out there and checked it out six years ago and he bought that lift from them. It was five years old because they had to put a brand new one in that could move 1200 people an hour wow so
1: so we got a damn used gondola in Grafton. <laughs> huh you went to a flea market got a no. <laughs> i'm i'm thinking about this before i hop on it tomorrow <laughs> you just throw some paint on there did you no,
2: no the, all new motors all new that but the control towers and the gondola cabins because uh the gondola cabins they're out of built in france over in europe and they're about forty-five thousand dollars a piece, Mariano. Oh my
1: goodness! You know the, the the I don't know if you call it the base of the the Sky Tour, base of the gondola at the very bottom. It looks like a friggin' spaceship landed and drafted, right? <laughs> yes.
0: It's awesome, you know. So, so stay in there. Do you uh do you know the numbers on how many people ride it per day?
2: Yeah, I mean, what we did from Jan or June twenty sixth when we opened up till November eighteenth, you know, we about sixty eight thousand people we put through now so that, impressive but, I'm, I'm just so fascinated by the thing but the we sold a lot of season pat we sold a lot of season passes um you know early on and you know with the whole covid deal the flood you know we're gonna keep the season passes at the same price for people that have bought them already you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know in you know honor those because uh you know, it was such a short window yeah. for people to go really use it, you know. So, I, I mean, you know, they're telling us we can do 200,000 people a year, you know, if we can be open 100%. We did that at 30%, 40% occupancy. Yeah. Because we, you know, we couldn't put that many people on it.
0: And I would think this year people are so eager to get out after this last year. That, I mean, your numbers are going to go.
2: Well, I think it's going to be in this whole region because people are looking for things to do agree that you know I'm sure your business sees it our business sees it you're not gonna see people take two week vacations you know to you know they're gonna go out and do some you know staycations you know travel closer to home spend a couple days and we're seeing a ton of that yeah in our industry
0: you, you guys opened back up when
2: we opened up the fourth of February and then it became <laughs> antarctica you know <laughs> so cold and then we got all the snow it doesn't so, help
1: that you're up a bluff like a, yeah, a, a, like, yeah.
2: i mean it's a loose track if you're you <laughs> want to get ice on it but um you know with this nice weather there have been a lot of people come through yeah people want to get out
0: mm-hmm.
1: now, now what is it we didn't really discuss it what is your role with the like with aries and the properties and things up there
2: i'm, I'm the director of operations so i oversee the whole organization and we are very, very fortunate. We have people in leadership roles that, you know, lodging manager, zip line manager, you know, head of sales. We have a, you know, the manager of the sky tour. You know, our front of the house, back of the house people, our sommelier. We're just very, very blessed.
1: Did you say sommelier? Yeah. Do you know what that is, Ross? No. Okay. What? If, a sommelier?
2: We don't even know what that. A director what is. of operations would know No, that a sommelier is. Um, his name is Alex Fisher, and he runs our wine program. So we sent him to school. He becomes, get a master's degree in wine. That's why we don't know. And Does the
1: brick house have a
0: sommelier? <laughs> <laughs> Do you
1: have a sommelier? Yeah.
0: Her name's Dawn Locks.
1: <laughs> 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 it's the funniest thing you've ever said on this Actually, it's the only funny thing you said on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
2: but, uh, you know, by doing that, um, you know, and having those really key employees and key components of the team, you know, I can have... Meetings with the different facets of it, and everything works in sync. So,
1: yeah. you're doing what Coach Johns did, like you know, like you see what he did. You're surrounding yourself you, you with su- good leaders, good people. You know yes. what I'm saying?
2: You surround yourself with good people; great things can happen.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. how
0: many How many people do you guys employ? Do you know during
2: during that. the season about 150? Wow. Um, you know, and then in the, course of course, our winter months, uh, we try to keep you know our 30 35 you know, management, you know, full-time employees. A lot of those are part-time.
0: Without COVID, do you guys close down no. during the winter? Normally, you guys no. wouldn't do that. Okay, no. that's what I thought.
2: We'd We'd be open uh, 12 months out of the year. How long did you guys close down we, this winter? Cl- we we closed from, well, November 18th to February 4th just yeah. because of the mandate you had to have outside mm-hmm. seating. Yeah.
0: Will you guys allow parking back up on the hill this year? Are you going to keep it well, with a... uh,
2: the... the issue is... Um, you know the terrace, the our banquet facility. We are turning that in to a probably going to be our new winery. Okay, and it'll be a four hundred seat complex. You know, we canceled about six hundred thousand dollars worth of you know weddings, wow. corporate events, things like that because of COVID. Those, hey, those Lordans got big balls. <laughs> big balls, <Fuck>. <laughs> swinging big. them around, grafting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went to Dad and I said, "Hey, we we've got to look at a." you know a different philosophy with this we can still have weddings we can still do things you know we have eight on the books i believe and uh it's just going to be a little bit different the weddings of 300 350 are over i don't see those coming back for a while yeah and with that building being where we can make it open air Mm -hmm. it just fits the well how the covid thing will work yeah so our our goal is you know to have a menu at the terrace that'll be a little bit different than uh the winery and we'll end up turning the fu- the winery into more fine dining where we can somebody can have you know some top of stuff share wine sit out there for a
0: couple of hours are, so. are we going to be in grafton tomorrow
1: we are ty's birthday watch out locks boys are coming <laughs> all right <laughs> um you know what i like about like the Lortons and the Aries and all that—like they're always like they're never complacent. They're never just sitting there like, okay, oh, we've no. done some good things. We're just gonna ride this. It's, it's all, like always changing, always upgrading, always making it better, always making it more of an experience. More—it's an event. You go up there, you z- you zip line, you ride the gondola, you you stay in the you stay you can stay right on the property. You you know you go to wineries. It's I love that. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, you go up there, you know, and his his parents who own it, you know, Jeff and Sandy. Um like you go up there and like you know, you have some drinks, and you're like, "Ah, oh, we need to get a ride to the next place." And there's Jeff or Sandy driving the freaking shuttle to take you to the next place. And you walk in, you walk in. JD's son's working the door. Hey, we all
0: we all know that ain't no job too big or too small when you own a place. Well, that's Your Facebook sure. page might say janitor on it, which is the truth.
1: Worst janitor ever. Um, hey. But yeah, it's like it's he, seriously his son. Like I, I, I don't know how old was he. Like it was a couple years ago. He was like, I see. Him. He's like standing at the door. Like this kid going to throw me out? The day
0: I was talking about when we sat down to the table, mm-hmm. their daughter was our server.
1: Yeah, I think I've went to an event up there once where uh, yeah, Sophie she, was. A, she yeah. did that for. Uh, yeah, the bachelorette party. Yeah. Haley, Haley's yeah. bachelorette party. She was she was bartending there. That's, I love that though. Yeah. I mean, like just like what you had to do, it's teaching that work ethic. At a, you know, at a, you,
2: you know. cannot be afraid to do any job. And if you jump in with your employees and you do it, and they see that it's important in those little details. They're gonna, they're gonna reciprocate that. Absolutely.
1: You know, I think a, a misconception is when people, like when people's parents own a business and the kids come into the business and you know start working there and running it and, and things. People like, oh, they just look at that. Their parents just hand it to them. They, the thing is, you don't realize those kids had to start at a young cause they're cause everybody was all hands on deck have to start at an early age, you know, working in those places. They work harder. They work at an earlier age and harder than kids whose parents who didn't own a business. I can promise you that. Don't you you feel the same way? Yeah.
2: I mean, DJ, our second child, I mean, he's been working in the kitchen since he was 11 years old. He's 18. Yeah. I mean, he can run the thing, you know, just, he knows what's going on. Uh, and I think the other thing that's a misconception for people that are, you know, that are not in business for themselves or entrepreneurs, it's 365. It's yes. seven days a week. I mean, it's, you're taking care of things, doing things that nobody ever, ever sees you do. Yeah. And, and even,
0: uh, even those few days where you take a day off, you're still answering calls oh, yeah. and you're still, yeah, I mean, you're still working. You're yeah. still at these times dealing with social media or emails oh, yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: And even if you don't answer a call, you don't answer an email, a text message, if you don't do any of that and you're off, you're thinking about it constantly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You never feel really off of it. Because you always you're always thinking you don't have like a job where you, you know, say it might be in a factory or something like that where boo quitting time. You just walk out. I don't think about it till I that next morning my alarm goes off. I get, I'm like, oh crap. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but when you have your own business like that, it's just an all the time thinking. You know, thinking about it.
2: The hardest thing I've ever done in my life, you know, running a business or owning it, was what I had to do on November 18th. Lay, lay off 90 people before Christmas. I mean, that was... Gut-wrenching. Oh.
0: Keep you up at night. It's, I mean, you don't yeah. sleep. don't sleep, don't People eat. got and,
2: Christmas and all this, and you're like, I mean, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. yeah. We can't have
0: people here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and just where our setup y- is. You, g- you got to be smart enough to be able... T- to look to the future because you got to have a place for them to come back to. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to make the tough decision. You know, that's what we did. Yeah. It's
1: Ross has talked about that a lot. You've talked about it before on here is like when you're worrying about your success of your business, you're not just worrying about you and your family. You also take on the responsibility of other people and other people's families who you're helping provide an income for you know a kid a single mom you know uh making a living you know a kid going to college or whatever however it is you know so it's you people don't realize that you that worries you too you're not just worried about yourself you're worrying about the other people that you employ in their family you know
0: when you guys are are full go um what's what's your what's your day what's your day like like, so you live in calhoun so do you have to set more of a set schedule for yourself as i live right down the road so i don't really have a set schedule as i may be home you know i'm going back up I out my car i'm going mm-hmm. you know i'm here till 7 30 I, I can just go home well every what, day
2: every day we i come in yeah um you know but i do i do like right now we do a lot of zoom meetings mm-hmm. so i can do some stuff from home you know, and things like that. I'm on some different boards. The,
0: and what's a normal day? If normal day.
1: Say not, it. Let's no say, give COVID. Us, no. Give us a, a, a June Saturday. Yeah. A June June Sat- Saturday yeah. What time you are going home? in? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell us how that day let's, goes. Uh,
2: let's get up, you know, get going, you know, seven, seven thirty.
1: And you yeah. have, we didn't, you have four kids. Yes. Four kids of your own. We,
2: we open up the, uh, zip line at nine. So we'll bring in, um, Usually the course manager, two sets of guides, we'll start off with five. They go out and do the course inspection, get that done before 8.30, (laughs) and then you set the gamut of, you know, how many people we have. You know, so we put 240 people through the zip line a day. I mean, that is bam, 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 you know, and then, you know, the Sky Tour opens at 11.30, and then the restaurant opens at noon, and it's just a cycle until, you know, we we close our kitchen at 8 o'clock. And uh, so, you know, that's a 12-, 14-hour day
0: every day if, once you're once you're rocking and rolling. Are you normally there until the kitchen closes? Or, uh, or once it slows down? Uh, once, once it slows it, down. That, that June, the, Saturday, the, June Saturday. That
2: June Saturday. That June Saturday or a November or Mar- of October Saturday where you're really putting people through. Yeah. I mean, you're putting a couple thousand people through a day.
1: So that's your bus- busier time? Like the October?
2: busiest time of the year is the fall. Eight weeks in the fall. Wow. We will put oh my god, a couple thousand people a day on the weekend through.
0: <laughs> mm, wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. With, All the fall colors.
2: Yeah. No. Well, you know because then, of the view. The view, yeah. but I also I think what's happening in the in the you know, destination or leisure travel market is people are looking for more recreational activities. You know, we had, we're very fortunate. We have the river. We got the confluence. We got a great marina in Grafton. There's five thousand boats on the other side of the river that are looking to come somewhere. You know, we got the, the zip line, the sky tour, the water park, the largest state park in the state of Illinois. You know, we, if we're going to keep moving and progressing as a business, we're going to have to, you know, keep up in our game with the our recreational leisure product. And right now, what we're working on, and you know, we won't have it open. Uh hopefully we'll have the first phase by next spring is uh about a thirteen and a half mile mountain bike course be set up. Just- is this
1: breaking news? Is this break exclusive exclusive it like to the, it. the Eat Slay Live podcast? Is this-
2: well, we I will have the master plan. I should have had it a couple of weeks ago, but I've already looked you know, looked it over. And uh yeah, that's what we're gonna do. It'll so be like a how- it'll be like a ski resort with our bikes. Man.
1: Wow, so how long is it? Did you say
2: there'll be? It'll be. We'll do it in three or four phases. Mm-hmm. It'll be 13 thirteen and a half miles. There'll be three um, green runs. You have know, three blues, three blacks, and then they'll, we'll have some multi-use, uh, you know, for grandparents that can go up with grandkids and things like is that. It, is it bikes only? Can you walk it? Oh you know, yeah, you run it? there'll also be about six miles of walking trails.
1: I I have some cyclist friends right now that are listening to us with an erection. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they have a boner right now hearing that news, you know, because they're always looking for places to mountain bike.
2: Yeah. We used, uh, oh, mountain bike trail solutions as the, you know, they built these all over the country, but to come out and evaluate our property and we can make it something very similar to spider mountain down outside of Austin, Texas. But the one thing they don't have is hotel rooms, which we have hotel rooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there will be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What the Walton family did down in Arkansas. You know, they don't have the elevation. You know, they also spent forty million dollars you know, putting bike trails through Bentonville. But uh, these guys designed that or we're in
1: on that. So balls, Ross, balls. balls. Man, it's... Just going just going balls deep. Um so with that with that being said, uh so we'll kind of stay on that topic for this. so we do always do a Mount Rushmore. So, you know that that river road, there's a lot of things along the River Road along the Mississippi. Give me your top four, your top four, your Mount Rushmore of attractions along the Mississippi, along the River Road. Well,
0: I I think um, we... Hey, don't be shy to throw you guys in there, because you guys have to be on there, (laughs) okay?
2: I would, you know, having the state park, the largest state park in Illinois, six miles from, you know, our property... Marquette State Park. Uh, There's no
1: bigger fan of that place than me. Yeah,
2: that is a huge deal for this area, and I wish the state would just see the potential that place had and you know put some funds and in, do, into do it. some
1: marketing yeah. do I mean that place is amazing It is and, amazing and dude listen we we used to go there like when I was in grade school we would do field trips up there and they haven't changed the inside it still looks exact I mean it's still just sort of outdated I mean they could do some great. Things with that place because it's it's amazing up there. And I like they're just complacent. Yeah. They, they don't have the balls know, of the yeah, Lorton family. Just let's, just like, let's do some things. Let's yeah. bring a management crew in there and revitalize this. Yeah, the
2: state, you know, they have close to nine thousand acres there in the things oh. that they could do, like with there's fourteen thousand avid mountain bikers in the St. Louis metro area. <laughs> I did awesome. not know that <laughs> until I started doing this research about oh. a year ago. But if you put in some cross-country trails, which you already have a bike trail from Alton to Pier Marquette, but put some you know, the, around the walking trails up top where the campsites and stuff are, I mean, that's a no-brainer for the state of Illinois to get t- tourism dollars to them. Yeah, but, you know, but that is a huge attraction for the area.
1: There's number one, Pier Marquette Lodge.
2: Well, I was going to say number four. These are in no order, J.D. These are in no order. <laughs> um subjected Um, to everyone listening the there is uh there's two big things going on in grafton right now uh the water park is taken over by new uh, ownership raging rivers raging rivers um it's a group of guys um out of san diego california and uh
0: was it was it locally owned before yeah um the adams uh, Scott was, Adams this a, family. was this a buyout i'm or i'm, I'm or shocked the lordons didn't buy that no, we're not in the water
1: park <laughs> business man uh
2: we're in the hospitality and have a good time business
0: <laughs> and uh, the mountain biking
2: uh but uh they have huge plans you know uh to update the update the park you know become a regional you know a regional attraction you know big time people don't realize within 250 miles of those, there's about 30 million people yeah so that's a big number if you can get a piece of that pie so, so you think the right ownership bought it yeah i do awesome i mean after meeting with them and talking and you know having some in-depth conversations you know it just fits into the wheelhouse of you know like what we're doing the yeah. allens are doing you know mm-hmm. the, the marina and grafton you know what i'm saying yeah so, absolutely you know that's just that's a it's a big deal and then you know uh you know how could you leave out the loading dock and the marina and Grafton? I mean, just yeah, you know, that those attractions draw so many people. And if we get people in our doors, we want them to hit the other establishments, and the other establishments want to hit us. So
1: that's, that's kind of the great we work. thing about Grafton is they're like it's kind of like you feel like it's like a team. You guys are kind of all in it together. If the loading dock's having success, we're gonna have success. Yeah. If we're having success, you know the 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 oyster bar is gonna yeah. have success. You know, like how
0: often do you go and not hit? Exactly. Several different places. Every time. Yeah. Tomorrow
1: we're gonna hit about seventeen places. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, and then uh, of course, uh you know the grafted zip line was the first zip line in the state of Illinois. It's been a great. That's it, the
1: first one in Illinois. First
2: one built in Illinois. Wow. Huh. Huh? I would never thought that.
1: Yeah. Ross is writing that down. I am it's writing so that down.
2: And um you know, since we put the original course in, we put a new course in two years ago, and uh with you know a lot of different components that we've that the industry had changed so you know we cut a whole paths through the trees instead of cutting all the trees down so it feels like you're going 80 miles an hour when you're (laughs) really going 32 you know what i mean yeah so there's a you know we got a belay we got you know uh some suspension bridges things like that and then uh, of course the sky tour i mean that's a you know state of illinois has been they were marketing that internationally you know, to try to get people for the, you know, Route 66 and the National Scenic Byway, the Great River Road, which just got a national recognition last week. So it's on, it's a national scenic highway
0: now. That's a great list. And and what I, <laughs> I like,
1: don't even know how many he said, it sounded yeah. like a lot more than four. There like, was a lot.
0: What I like about it a lot is that our listeners can be like, oh, man, I haven't been up to. To the state park in years, I'm checking it out. You know, like I, I always like the list that people. It gives them something to jot down, like, "Oh, I'm hitting that. I'm doing that." It gives them something to do. Yeah, I like I
1: Grafton, like, and I kind of said it.
0: Touch. We on. don't like Grafton. We uh, love Grafton.
1: But I like it. You can go up there and be active. You go for a little hike. You can go get some good food. You can go get, you know, you can go uh drinking. You can listen to live music. You, it's you know, so much, just so much to do. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's kind of turning like a little mini Ozarks. You ever think about putting in a pool bar up there? Have you ever thought, right, that you should be writing this down, J.D.? We want a pool, a swim-up bar somewhere there, okay? Please, please, that's what we want. Uh, J.D., if you could give uh, someone, uh, you know, like maybe a young entrepreneur, someone who wants to start their own business or something, like that, what advice would you give this some uh, a young person trying to make their way? And it may, maybe they don't want to start their own business, but just – what advice would you give someone who's wanting to be successful?
2: I think what you have to do is you have to whatever project or whatever endeavor you're looking to get into, make sure you research it. Make sure you know that, you know, hey, these are the pros, these are the cons, and how you can put a plan together that if plan A doesn't work, then you got plan B and if plan B doesn't work, you got plan C, you know. That's right. you know, that's what you have to do because Uh, the one thing that i have learned from my parents is the adversity that is when they shine they you know they've been through a couple floods you know they've been through a couple yeah (laughs) i mean a couple two of the biggest ones you know but uh you know that's they've always been able to figure it out Mm -hmm. and you know don't get frantic don't get panicked you know don't you know don't make uh you know, dumb financial decisions on emotion. Always think it through.
1: I like that.
0: Yep.
1: Um, what's your goals? What's your goal? Maybe your personal or the the, the businesses goals. What? what You're to you already
0: gave us some breaking news, and we appreciate yeah, we that. Love you know? that. Yeah. It's gonna be a big anything, selling point. on Anything this else? No, my I think
2: my deal is is, uh, you know, I want to I want to keep doing things at um, in the areas of the organization that my kids you know they can see that hey you know this is worth being a part of yeah you know i went and left the family business did my thing taught you know coached and the one thing i I miss coaching i mean i love it Mm -hmm. but i felt like i was not spending enough time with my kids you know i mean absolutely so that you know by doing this and having a, a family business you know yeah Kids might not like, you know, landscaping, weed eating, and stuff, <laughs> you know, or you know, cook cooking, whatever whatever the job is. But if you, you know, my goal is to instill in them that hey, this is something worthwhile. It's the bigger You're, picture, and you can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah. you know, and that might might not be for them, but that's just the way I look at it.
1: Now, like, it, and just not the life. Leif is an attorney. Yes. And, and Nate, what is Nate? Your brother Nate. Brother
2: Nate is a principal in the Fieldcrest School District.
1: <laughs> That's scary. And what is Danielle?
2: Danielle, they, uh, her, and her husband live in Savannah, Georgia, with their three kids. She uh, is a, you know, stay-at-home mom, takes care of them, and Jason runs a lubrication plant for
1: Phillips 66. And just tries to keep Danielle from stabbing him, uh, probably. Well.
2: <laughs> I tell you what He's got a place in heaven
1: <laughs> uh, We could probably sit here And talk to him For the next four hours Right We we didn't even We haven't Even touched on the Nelly thing Or anything like that yet Nope That's probably a whole other show That's a whole
0: other show That we have plans for So yeah. we'll hope to bring J.D. back for that And
1: Just, his wife And she's more than welcome To come come
0: in <laughs> <laughs> You got anything you want to add back there You got Anything what's your role in the business these days well
1: as uh, let's see i'm a taxi driver (laughs) um i help jd at aries
0: um i write grants for 12 different school districts damn i I would want nothing to do with grant writing that's a fucking job right
1: Well, J.D., we super appreciate you coming in.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, guys.
2: And I uh, meant what I said earlier. Your parents have got to be proud of you guys. All of you are successful.
0: Oh, right back at you. I mean,
2: even though Sam doesn't talk much, you know.
0: (laughs) We know, we know, we hear it all the time. He's your favorite. (laughs)
1: Uh, thanks for coming on, brother. We, hey. super, we super appreciate it, man. We'll see you, hopefully see you tomorrow up in Grafton. All right. You guys going to be around? Yep, be there all day. All right. Well, I expect for you to be meeting. Make, give me the VIP. Hey, page hey I should have brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I expect you to do that to, for me at the Brick sometime. <laughs> I don't even know my name up there.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks again for coming in, man. That all was right. awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. Welcome, welcome back. Um JD Lorton from um from Calhoun um director of operations Is that was that what it yeah of, like, of, yes. of the Aries corporation yeah um so he just he just left we're uh, we're gonna kind of give us our thoughts about it um I'll, I'll start biggest thing with me um especially being in this industry now and and looking at them and how they're always moving forward You know, you see a lot of places and they they are what they are and they just kind of sit still. And not only are they moving forward, you know, as a restaurant or a venue or a winery, but it's other things like the breaking news, the the mountain bike thing. I mean, the, 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 the zip line, the the sky lift. I mean, they are going outside the box all the time. And that takes a lot of time. Like we said on here jokingly, they got balls. I mean, it takes balls, but the amount of research I mean to me it's their operation is is unbelievable because they're always thinking outside the box and moving forward.
1: Yeah, I mean they've made it like just like a a, a destination and you're not just coming there for the the winery and the food you're coming up there and like you come up there to you know ride a gondola up and then do zip lining and then you you know you eat and you drink and then you spend the night in the hotel now you bring it now you're bringing in mountain bikes now there's gonna be guys that come up there they're going to mountain bike all day then they're gonna go eat and drink there maybe hit the zip line spend the night probably mountain bike the next day yep. they've just I mean they don't they're not like you said they're getting outside the box, like they're not just staying in the the food and beverage industry. Yep. They've made this like a you know, like I said, it's a destination. It's you know, you it, it's all encompassing. You know, I love what it's crazy to me. I mean, like it just like we we keep saying, that they got balls, and they really do. Like I said, they don't just get complacent and just sit on their haunches. They could have they could have stopped. Before the zip line and been successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and all the other stuff. It's
0: been counting their dollars. You know what? We have but. a
1: nice winery up here. It's awesome. People love it. We're doing great. We're killing it up here. We can just stop and just ride this, but just... they they never stop never you know (laughs) it's like me like i got a gym okay you know what now i'm gonna put in a little uh sub sub sandwich place with it and then you know what we're gonna put a roller a roller to
0: eat after they work out yeah yeah
1: yeah, and then we're gonna have a a bookstore right here they want to read a book you know what i'm saying it's (laughs) just like they're not just staying and then they're in their industry they're all over the place i freaking love that man i would it's, it's awesome how they have the courage to do that. And coming from, you know, when we, talk, we keep bringing up Calhoun, but just coming from such a small little rural, you know, area like that. And they're making big waves, not just in the area, but they're making big waves in the country, yes. really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, first zip line in Illinois. A, I don't know. Where the hell else is there a giant gondola enclosed like that? What do you know say? It's like.
0: Tennessee was the closest Something, one. Something, man. It's, you know, he, it, he mentioned another one in Colorado.
1: It's, it's crazy. And like we said, they go up there, his freaking parents, the owners of this, I don't know, multi-million, dollar, they're driving the freaking shuttle. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This, his wife
0: just said it. I'm a taxi driver yeah, sometimes.
1: Yeah. I mean, this the the son who was, like I said, I saw him up there. He was probably 12 or 13. He was standing like, he was working, like bussing tables and, and working the door and things like that. It just I love it, man. Yeah. I no matter it. how
0: big it gets, it's a family operation up there. Right. Exactly.
1: You know, and I, we we're it's awesome. What I love about what we do in here is I love hearing from people like him, man. It like it, it motivates me. I hate to be cheesy, but man, it's like I need to do more. I need to get. What am I doing? Just a gym. <laughs> I <I'm, laughs> gotta to go s-
0: figure something else out. I, I just opened this up for a week ago. It's, well, I gotta move on. <laughs> right. Right. It really does. It motivates you to yeah. to start maybe looking. Into your business differently, yeah, you know. And I, lo- I love, on, love bringing I'm, people. I'm in getting there. a massage
1: there. <laughs> I have a masseuse <laughs> at my place. You know, just things like yeah. that, man. I freaking. We're lucky to be able to get to talk to people. I, I I said it earlier. Achieve. I feel like what we bring
0: in here a lot is achievers. Achievers. You know? Yep. And I like that. And It makes me iron sharp, sharp sharpens iron, brother. Do you think that? I mean, you know, so far we brought in you know some some local people, and you start seeing them telling their story about their places. We'll just use Bonaire and Grafton. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we're kind of lucky. Yeah, we live in Illinois. Mm-hmm. A lot of people suck you know, whatever. Right. The weather's, you know, whatever. But, like, when you kind of start thinking about our area, we probably take some of the stuff we have for granted, there ain't another place like Grafton, is there?
1: Not not really. No. And we love it. Yes. But I mean, Grafton is
0: badass. Right. It really is. Even with
1: with the Fast Eddie's. And we have one of
0: the, the greatest bars in the country right down the road from us in Fast Eddie's. You know,
1: something we kind of take for granted that you don't think about is like the river road. Yeah. Just driving on that is cool. We, we've done it so many times throughout our lifetime. We don't really think about it, but just driving down that road is cool. It kind of take, it kind of teleports you to somewhere else,
0: Yeah. you know? And, and then to the think cause I mean, I'm just a lot of people leaving Illinois. It's just, you know, it's a big thing right now, but like, I mean, just right across the river, you know, you got the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Blues. I mean, where we live, we are kind of lucky. Yeah. You know, to live in an, live in an area like this, that gives us so many good options to go do for things to go do. Uh, you know, and and I don't know what we're pumping up Illinois for, but we also like. are in a hub. <laughs> do you
1: know what I'm saying? We don't live way to the West coast, yeah. way to the East coast where to get to one side of the country or anywhere else in the world. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's a long distance. We're kind of a hub stuck right in the middle, which is, which is always a benefit too. So yeah,
0: I like this Mount Rushmore too. Yeah. And you know, I like yeah. when people drop that, you know, I'm like, man, you know what? I, and I said it in the show, but, like, Marquette State Park, it is a awesome place. It is. They're really cool. You know, I wish they would advance it a little bit more. Uh, Raging Rivers. Yeah, Another I didn't place, I even you know, thinking yeah, about that. You don't that. even think about that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, you know, as my kids get older, I'm I'm glad to hear that there's, there's other plans for it that I can now take my kids, you know, to something that's going to improve. I mean, right. it's, it's awesome anyways, but. Uh, I've never been there. Really?
1: Never been to Raging Rivers. Yeah
0: um the fun loading fun the lo- fact fun fact <laughs> <laughs> the loading dot another an, another phenomenal badass place it really is
1: i mean yeah. it, it has a it has an ice skating rink too yeah <laughs> i mean just you know just we we kind of forget about some of the some of the cool things that we have i mean i just love to you know hear how he started i mean he started out working hard and you know it's not e- it's not easy when you have parents like that that have a business because you are working at an early age it's yeah and I'm, and
0: I'm sure man he probably cussed his parents i'm sure he was waking up in his summers at 6 a.m to go work for the construction company right. you know or, or whatever it may be um but yeah it's paying off man Good stuff, man. Good I'm, stuff. I'm, are you motivated? I'm-, yeah, I'm ready to go attack today. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I
1: know. I, it really it really does. We talk to these people. It really does get me going. Yeah, so. it does.
0: That's all I got, brother. Well, I hope it's getting everybody else going. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast.
1: And we are the locks Executioner.
0: Slay on, brother. Slay on.